Welcome to the Dare to Move podcast. I'm your host, Garrett Wood, and I'm not your life coach, just a girl who never gives up. Happy Sunday, you guys. It is me all by myself for the first time in a while, and we have nutrition tips coming at you today. And specifically today, we are going to talk about traveling and staying on track. And I say that because anytime I get a new client, one of the first things they bring up is, well, I have this vacation coming, or I'm a consultant, I travel for work, or I have a weekend day trip planned. What do I do? I'm not going to be in my own kitchen. And you guys, if you've been paying attention along the way, you know that none of the parts of the Dare to Eat program have anything to do with living in your kitchen and eating out of Tupperware. One of the things I pride myself on being able to teach is the ability to be adaptable and understand how to navigate a restaurant menu, how to plan for a trip when you pack your own food, and just how to stay balanced while also achieving your goals. So today, we are going to talk about nutrition and travel, specifically because one of my best articles I ever wrote, um, it was called Nutrition Tips for the Occasional Traveler, was written right when I got back from Vegas in 2015 from a real estate conference. And now in 2019, I was back there last weekend and I posted a lot of nutrition stuff in my story along the way. And so what I want is for you guys to be able to understand a little bit more about why I was posting what I was posting. And then again, to just deliver one of the pieces of content that I've delivered before in a way that is more consumable, more easily consumable with a little bit more elaboration. So we have nine nutrition tips coming for you today, and I'm going to keep it pretty quick because I know you guys are busy, but feel free to always come back to this. Pause it, write stuff down. I'm sure at least one of the nine things that I'm going to say is going to resonate with you. So without further ado, I'm going to get started. And just so you guys know, a little personal update, I am in Indianapolis this weekend for my engagement party, celebrating in the Midwest. I know we did have one here on the East Coast, and we are super excited to be back in the Midwest celebrating, and I'm having a great time. So if you're following along on Instagram, you're probably seeing me in a lot of white dresses um, celebrating our engagement. So a little bit about me, I'm still abiding by those things that I shared with Vegas, but here's the difference, which leads us to tip number one. You have to set an intention for your nutrition before you travel. So what does that mean? That means that you're going to have a lot less anxiety around food in general if you take a second with yourself to set an intention for your travel. So for instance, If I have a dare to eat client who has paid me to coach them towards a fat loss goal, then I would assume the intention while traveling is, I want to stay on track. I want to make good decisions. I am going to be choosing low calorie items. I am going to be moderate. All right. So for me with Vegas, my intention was I'm here for work. I'm not here to party. I'm not here to indulge. It's not my birthday, although I did spend my 21st birthday there. I am here to get some jobs done, to close some deals, and to meet people. And none of that has to do with lavish dinners. So that meant that anytime I opened a restaurant menu, I was looking for protein and veggies because I was probably having a glass of wine at dinner or one cocktail. So that being said, my intention for that trip, again, was to stay moderate. With this trip to Indianapolis, 
We're ordering city cake cookies. We're probably going to be having a brunch at my favorite place in Indianapolis called Petachu. And we're celebrating. We're, our party was at a winery last night. So my intention was enjoy within reason. So I have to tell you the first tip is before you go anywhere, set an intention. And just to close out this tip, I will say a lot of my clients are consultants, which means that they travel for work a lot. And their intention is, I need to find healthy options in the airport because my intention is to not let my crazy schedule run my life. And then there's people who I work with up till their wedding or up until their engagement party. And at that point, their trip becomes it's time to indulge. It's time to let go. It's time to have fun. And I've learned a lot about myself to stay on track. So that actually leads us to our second tip, which is pack, shop, and habits help. So let's break that down. If your intention is to stay on track and your habit is to have a protein bar mid-morning, almost daily, then you should probably pack that protein bar or some bananas Or some of the things that you know help you do your thing every day and hit your macros and or calorie counts, whatever you do to feel good with your nutrition. And so that's the first step. If you have a coffee creamer you like, pack it. If you have, um, I don't even know, like a mid-morning tea that you like, pack it. And if you don't have time to go to the store, which we've all been there right before your trip, when you get there, go to a grocery store. If you guys have followed along on Instagram in my life and you, you know, when Jeff and I went to Jackson Hole, we specifically got a hotel that had a little kitchenette and we went to the grocery the night we got there. We literally landed and went to the grocery because I knew I wanted my own coffee that was organic. I knew I wanted some almond milk. I knew that we want, we love eggs. So we got eggs. So you can always pack, you can always shop once you're there, even if that means perusing the hotel gift shop, you can find stuff there and your habits help. So you don't need to reinvent the wheel. When I say pack for your trip, don't pack a bunch of protein bars you've never had before. Don't pack a bunch of random snacks because if you don't normally eat them, because you're probably going to end up eating them and that's just going to add to a higher total calorie count for your day on the whole. If you just have extra food on him, you're probably going to eat it. And then, you know, shop if you can. So if you are used to eating a certain bar, go to the store looking for that. If you can't find it, look for something that has similar calorie breakdowns or similar benefits nutritionally. Does that make sense? All right. So tip number three, stay active. If your intention is to stay on track and not have a vacation make you feel derailed from your fitness, fat loss, and just health goals in general, plan to be active. You know, pack your running shoes, pack workout clothes. Don't use the excuse, oh, well, I didn't have anything to work out. Okay, well, you could have planned for that. So definitely, definitely, definitely pack stuff to be active. I like to like see what I'm getting into. I'll check the hotel. Does it have a gym? Because if I'm traveling in the winter, I'm not going to go running outside. And also, I don't like to run outside by myself in new areas because I don't always feel safe. So even if I know there's an awesome running trail nearby, unless I'm in a really public place, I like to go to the gym and get on the treadmill. And little selfish plug here, if you have a trainer that you love, and maybe you're one of my Barry's clients listening, you guys realize you can take me with you, right? 
Like literally download the Move With app and you will get my voice. It will say, hey, it's G, turn your treadmill on. Incline goes to a 3%. We're going to start in a light jog speed, you know, four to a seven. So literally, if you know that you're getting yourself into a hotel situation where all you have is a treadmill, download the Move With app and I will coach you through it because we all know that getting on the treadmill can be boring AF. And if my own fiance, shout out, Jeff Kuzmeyers, if he can listen to my voice on Move With, which he does every single day, he's like my biggest fan, I think you can too. So definitely plan on staying active. Now, tip number four, the secret is that it's really not hard. Let me break that down for you. This is for the person who's going on like a legit vacation, not the consultant, not the work travel. This is for the person like myself in Indianapolis this weekend, or anyone who goes on, you know, a vacation during a phase of their life where they're really trying hard to lose weight. When you vacation, yes, you will be at restaurants with higher calorie items. Yes, you will be coaxed into having a cocktail at lunchtime. But I'll use myself as an example when I went to Florida for Easter with my grandma. And again, some of you might have been following along with that trip. Here's why it's actually easier on vacation. And I'm not just making this up. I've had almost every single client that's ever taken a trip while doing Dare to Eat tell me the same thing. When you go on vacation, and I'm going to, I'll walk you through my Easter trip just so that you can see the example. I got there really late, but guess what? I had nothing to wake up to the next day. And literally, let's just meditate on that for a second. Nothing to wake up to except coffee. (laughs) So I got in super late, but I didn't get out of bed till 8.30. Now, if you know me, you know that I get up at five every day. I've had coffee and a lot of times food by 6 a.m., like maybe a half a banana and then I go work out and then I have breakfast at 7.30. So by sleeping until 8.30 and not eating breakfast until 10, my window of opportunity to consume calories is therefore smaller. So not only can you delay breakfast a little longer while you're on vacation, you probably will. And it will be so much easier if you've delayed your mealtimes, your window of eating is smaller and you'll naturally consume fewer calories. Now here's the other thing. (sighs) There's a little thing about vacation where stress just kind of goes away. And Stress, as we know, increases cortisol. Cortisol makes us hungry. So with less cortisol running through our veins, it's easier. It's much easier to eat less because we just feel more satisfied with fewer calories. So there's no stress eating. With a smaller window of opportunity to eat, less stress in our lives, we will naturally have a less challenging time hitting our calorie goal. So that's one reason why it's really easy. Now, from a nutritional nourishing standpoint, if you followed along during Easter, you saw that we launched a podcast with Fearless Fig about gut health, poop, her like claim to fame is her TED Talk on poop. And you should definitely go listen to that episode if you haven't, because one of the things she brings up is this challenge of trying to get 40 different types of produce every week. And the thing about that is it's actually really hard. And Jeff and I had kind of had it in the back of our minds because I told him, hey, like my episode with Sarah Greenfield this weekend talks about this like 40 produce thing. And 
let's like try it. Let's see what we can do. And we had prepped veggies and had fruit on hand throughout the week, but we realized we the only way we were to achieve our goal or the only reason we were able to achieve our goal of 40 types of produce is because when we woke up Friday morning and we eventually had breakfast at 10 something, my grandma had this amazing spinach quiche that had spinach and onion and garlic in it. And then she had this mixed fruit bowl of pineapple, blackberry, blueberry, strawberry, and Jeff and I split a banana that morning. So right there, we had, gosh, let's count it, banana, strawberry, blueberry, blackberry, oh, raspberry, that's five, and then spinach, six, onion, seven, garlic, we'll count it. That's eight right there. And that, Jeff and I didn't have to we had, I don't even know if I tracked pineapple, but pineapple was in the mix. So we didn't have to buy those five types of fruit and worry about finishing it all and chopping it and all that stuff before leaving for vacation. So when you travel and whether it's your grandma making you a beautiful breakfast or you're going out to brunch, it's more easy to get a lot of color and a lot of variety into your diet. So next time you go to a buffet, instead of thinking, oh, there's so much food. I don't trust myself. I'm going to eat too much. Think, wow, what an opportunity to get a lot of diversity in my diet. Because there's so many benefits to different food. Like if you think of it from like almost a medicinal standpoint, that you can really think about nourishing your body. So the secret is traveling and staying on track really isn't that hard from a vacation standpoint. Hey guys, sorry to interrupt. If you didn't know, I am the CEO, founder, and head coach at Crossroads of Fitness, and our claim to fame is the Dare to Eat Fat Loss Program. I wanted to let you know that we are actively taking on new clients. I have two other lead coaches right now, and if you are interested in losing 6 to 12 pounds in 12 weeks, we want to work with you. We teach what is scientifically proven to be the sustainable rate of fat loss. And you can check out the links in the show notes that will take you to our program offerings on our website. You can always email me or DM me on Instagram. I am happy to enroll you as a new client. I would love to work with you. If you have any questions, let me know and dare to eat. Now I will say from it, this is not a tip. This is just an aside. From a consultant standpoint, it is pretty hard. I'm not going to lie because you're going to go out with your coworkers who are going to want to let loose, who are going to want to indulge. And it's hard. It's hard to sit at a table with people saying, let's get the donuts. Let's get that appetizer. Let's all have spinach artichoke dip. Do you guys want to buy a bottle of wine for the table? And I'm empathizing with you guys because I work too. I used to travel from Chicago to Boston every week. And it was a lot. It was a lot. So I understand that it's hard, but that goes back to tip number one, which is set an intention. Understand with yourself, this is what I am doing. So before you go into it, I'll use myself again as an example. The restaurant in the hotel where I used to stay in Newton Wellesley area when I would travel to Boston, they knew when I walked into that restaurant, I wanted chicken and broccoli plain well, with the side of ketchup. They knew I didn't want to see the menu. They knew my order because they knew that I had committed to staying on track with my diet while traveling. So you can invent your own regular meal 
of that's a low cal one when you travel. And I say low cal not because I think we all need to starve ourselves, but because let's be real, calories add up and you can't have pizza and wine unless maybe you barely ate lunch or skipped lunch and you had a high protein breakfast. If you want it all to add up, you're gonna have to sacrifice something. And a lot of times it is fun to enjoy a cocktail with coworkers. So if you're gonna have the cocktail, you might wanna consider a higher protein or lean protein with veggies option at dinner. So let's move on to tip number five because it kind of goes along with this idea of eating with coworkers. You have to remember when you travel, you are in control. Your coworkers might order spinach artichoke dip and there might be really scrumptrulescent bread, as Will Ferrell would say, on the dinner table. But you, that no one's putting it in your mouth. You would be the one reaching for that and putting it in your mouth. You are in control. Now, this is going to sound kind of crazy, but it's a strategy that a couple of my nutrition clients have used before. So I'm going to bring it up If you know you're going to an extravagant dinner and there's going to be apps passed around, there's going to be bread on the table, there's going to be multiple glasses of wine before your food arrives, and maybe you haven't eaten lunch or you ate at 11 a.m. and dinner's not till 8 p.m., in order to not feel like you're going to eat your arm off and, you know, really, really be tempted by the bread, I've, (laughs) I've had a lot of clients and myself included, have a protein bar before dinner. Like while I'm getting ready for dinner, 5.30, 6.30, whatever it is, I'll eat something preemptively so that I know I'm not starving when it comes to dinner and I'm not gonna just reach for the bread basket because I'm that hungry. So remember, you're in control and control might mean that you preemptively have a snack. It might mean that you just set that boundary for yourself. I will not eat from the bread basket. And say it's because you want to indulge in something else or because it's not going to serve you. So go back to that intention, tip number one, right? So tip number six, it's not that hard to recover. And I say that because going back to the schedule of vacation, let's say that, well, this is kind of a twofold tip. Number one, remember the big picture. Number two, it's not hard to recover. What do I mean by that? I mean that if you wake up, yeah nice relaxing vacation, no stress. You finally eat a nice breakfast with some protein at 1030. Then maybe around one, you have like, when I went to Tulum, we would have like a late lunch, 132 o'clock. I would usually have some type of tequila-based drink with some ceviche, which is just basically a ton of protein and maybe some avocado. And then when it came time for dinner, because I had eaten a light breakfast, because I had eaten a light lunch, I was pretty darn hungry. So when dinner rolled around, yeah, I did eat a lot. And I was aware of how much I was consuming, but my belly would feel full and the cocktails would pour and maybe it would feel pretty dang stuffed by the end of the night. But I knew the bigger picture. And that was, even though I felt really full in that moment, it didn't mean I messed anything up because I'm aware of how much I ate leading up to that dinner. I'm aware that my body needed that nourishment. I'm aware that those that bigger amount of food all at once was serving me. And so that being said, I know I've said that a lot, just know the bigger picture that it's okay if your dinner is pretty high calorie. And sometimes when you have a higher calorie, bigger meal, maybe at a restaurant with more sodium, that you might not feel so good the next day. And that doesn't mean you messed up. Remember the bigger picture. But to the twofold part of this tip, number six, 
It is easier to recover because a lot of times on vacation, you have more time to sleep in and sleep off the food and be in a fasted state. And then when it comes to work, a lot of times if you are traveling for work, it's kind of a crazy fire drill of a morning, or at least in my experience where I wake up, I check my email, I try to squeeze in a workout, and then I have like an 8 a.m. meeting somewhere. Because when you're traveling for work, you're trying to get as much done as possible when you're away. So, or on site or whatever you want to call it. So that being said, it's actually kind of easy to skip breakfast when you're traveling because you just don't have a lot of time or you're in your hotel room and all you had was a protein bar. So it's actually easy to kind of stay fasted a little longer and kind of digest and leave space and time from that big higher calorie dinner. Um, So I think that that's a really good thing just to be aware of is remember the bigger picture. You didn't mess anything up with a big dinner and it's kind of easy to recover when you're traveling. Now, number seven. Alcohol. How do we think about alcohol and uh, travel? Because like I mentioned earlier, it just becomes a part of traveling. And my fiance, Jeff, is a very good example of the mindset that we can sometimes fall into while we're traveling. And that is, I'm traveling. I deserve it. (laughs) He always says he he, when he travels, he'll be like, oh, I should definitely have that cookie because it's a work trip or I should definitely buy that extra drink because it's on the company card or whatever. You know, he's just like, it's a different, his mindset is relax, enjoy when he travels for work. And it's like a treat yourself situation, but it doesn't have to be. So again, go back to that intention. But then if you do intend to have alcohol, know that Alcohol isn't going to offer you any protein. And as we know, because we've discussed it on several episodes in the past, protein is very important to maintain lean muscle mass and actually in dieting because one, it keeps us super full. It has the highest satiety of all the macros. And it also is going to help us just naturally eat less because we are feeling full. And it's also going to support lean muscle mass. So protein is important. We know that. But if you have a certain amount of calories for the for t- for the whole day, let's use 2000, for example, and on a typical day in your life, alcohol is not included in that budget. If you add alcohol in, let's say two to 300 calories out of your 2000 and it's not offering protein, that means in order to hit the same ratio you normally do, you're probably going to have to cut out a carb from somewhere else and supplement it with a little bit more protein in order to stay not only within the confounds, confines of your 2000 calorie goal, but to also hit the same ratio of protein. So let me explain this better. Let's say you're going out to dinner and you weren't drinking and you got shrimp cocktail and a side of mushrooms and a sweet potato. Okay, you had a carb, protein, veggies, which are basically more or less a carb. Um, and then let's say at lunch you had had a salad with um, a banana as a like a side and some chicken. And then at breakfast you had had some eggs, egg whites, half a piece of toast, maybe you know half a banana or something. <clears throat> when it comes time to add in 300 calories of alcohol but not exceed your normal, you don't want to exceed your calorie goal, but you want to hit your protein goal. What I would do is I would take maybe the half the sweet potato out of dinner so you can have that drink with it. Take the banana out of your lunch, maybe double up on protein and take the toast and the banana out of your breakfast. Is it a sacrifice? Yeah. But now your calories are going to stay the same, relatively speaking, and you're going to fit the alcohol in and you're still going to hit the same protein ratio. So if you plan to eat, be conscious of the protein you're eating leading up to that cocktail at dinner. 
and consider taking some of the carbs out in order to afford some of the alcohol in. I hope that is not too complicated for you guys to understand. I hope that's a a good tip for you guys. Tip number eight, hydrate. When we travel, especially if we're on planes for longer durations or even on a bus, we don't like to have to pee on the plane or have to pee on the bus or pee at a rest stop. So we, a lot of times we just don't drink as much water as we should. Not to mention, a lot of people will say that airplanes are like really dry and they'll dehydrate you. So hydration is super important. Just try to stay hydrated either drink a lot the day before your flight or the day after or once you land. Focus on hydrating, especially because if you think about some of the higher protein snacks that are available to us while we travel, like beef jerky or any type of protein bar or dried fruit, which I don't recommend, but if you have it, it is dried. Those things are going to be require more water to digest. So you need even more hydration to get through that. So if you're coming from a place of not a lot of water and then adding those types of food in, it's going to be tricky. So I know I have, you know, in my articles, I've suggested protein I've bars. I've suggested bringing your own protein powder. I've suggested beef jerky, which are all great options. But just be aware that those things need a little more hydration to digest easily. And they might not even digest that well for you. So you're going to need to increase that water intake. So let this be your little nudge to focus on hydration if you're traveling. Number nine, veggies. I mean, you guys, it's so easy to kind of cheat ourselves on micronutrients when we travel by relying on protein bars, meat, and kind of whatever we can get our hands on. So if you know there's a salad place, go. If you know that there's veggies at the restaurant, like ask for an extra side, like fill up on veggies when you can. You won't regret it. It's going to optimize your body at the cellular level. They're just, it's so good for you. So I would say absolutely don't forget about veggies during this process. And if you followed along during my trip to Vegas recently, you probably saw that I posted about my supplements. This is not a tip. This is just more a general aside that if you normally take supplements or anything that makes you feel good, don't forget them. (laughs) As you saw, I travel with a lot of supplements because there's a lot that it's been um, taking for me to get my gut health right. Coming soon, we will have an episode with my own personal practitioner, Bridget Carroll, who is absolutely amazing. And I cannot wait for that episode. But until then, just know that there are a lot of things you can do to stay on track. And it ultimately comes down to your own intention. And just taking that second to ask yourself, what am I doing? Am I going on a trip to let go and relax and unwind and indulge? Or am I going to relax and indulge and stay on track and feel good in my own body? Because I think these are things that sometimes we just don't really give a second to, but after the fact, we feel guilty or we feel bad or we feel bummed out. And I really just don't want that for you guys. So I hope these tips have helped. Please DM me if you have questions or you want more of this. I think it's really important to talk about these things and I want to be able to serve you guys. So again, if there is something you want more of with nutrition, shoot me a message. I'm happy to deliver on that. A lot of you guys sent very nice emails after the last couple nutrition episodes we've done and I appreciate that so much. It would mean a lot to me if you are finding these helpful to write a review on iTunes. And ultimately, the more feedback I get from you guys, 
the more cohesive of a direction we can take this thing. Obviously, my number one goal is to serve you nutrition helpful tips and tell good stories because I'm super into woo-woo motivational stuff and I've been able to pinpoint some really great people in this world doing exciting things that are kind of seem like beyond your wildest dreams like John Ridgey, you know, working with Jennifer Garner and helping work on American Woman. You know, his story was so great in episode 44 and I just... I'm having fun with this. So the only way I know how to get better at my job is through feedback from you guys. So thank you again. If you have any questions at all, please let me know. And as always, dare to move. If you guys are putting up your preach hands and nodding your head yes to things that are said either out of my mouth or out of my interviewees' mouths, and you so, so, so relate, we would absolutely love to see you post about our podcast in your Instagram stories. Please also comment on our Instagram Dare to Move podcast posts. If you do a post in your stories three times and you comment on one of our podcast posts and you give us a review on iTunes or whatever platform you are using, we will be rewarding one lucky person every month with a $100 gift card to Amazon. Your comments, your feedback, your critiques, and your reviews are so helpful to us. So thank you for those of you who have done them. And please, please, please help us out if you are enjoying our content. It helps us out when you share it with your community and when you tell iTunes that we're doing a great job. So please comment, please share on Instagram in your stories, please comment on our Dare to Move podcast post and we will enter your name into a drawing for a hundred bucks. Easy money, guys. Thanks again. Thank you guys so much for listening. These solo casts are my chance to connect with you, to act as your coach, your mentor, or give you insight on mindset tips that I've used in order to juggle many things at once. I would absolutely love to connect with you on Instagram at Garrett N. Wood is my handle. And I truly want this to be a podcast Dare to Move Nation. And so if you are listening and you are feeling inspired, here's two things you can do today to feel like you're on it. You're on a mission. You're getting after it. Number one, wake up earlier, make a post about it, whether it's in your story or a post, like a real post, and hashtag dare to move. Also, try move with. Get up, turn the app on, Find a coach. You can work out with me. You can work out with any other coaches out there. Do a body weight workout. Do an at-home workout. Do a treadmill workout. Move your body. Change your life. And of course, tag me. Tag the podcast at Dare to Move Podcast. We want to see you moving. We want to see you making change. I have over 70 workouts you can do to my voice. So if my voice is not bothering you yet, go ahead and let me be your coach. Let me train you. Move with me and move your body to change your life. Thank you so much for listening. If you have any questions, DM me on Instagram, comment, subscribe, rate us. We appreciate your help so much. And as always, dare to move.